Hey, Top Hat listeners, we're looking to get some sponsors for the show. So if you want to help us out, go to surveymonkey.com slash S slash Kissel. That's surveymonkey.com slash S slash Kissel. Fill out a quick survey. Really helps us out. Thank you very much. Now on with the show. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on Shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. All right. Well, let's just start it then, Marcus. Welcome to the program. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. Holy Lord, our good friend from the last podcast on the left, Henry Zabrowski, has just been cast in NBC's new hit show, Heroes Reborn, and we have been celebrating for about 48 hours straight, and I am exhausted from doing what? Nothing. (laughs) Literally nothing. Usually people are exhausted after a hard day of working in construction or, you know, making sandwiches at Jimmy John's, which is a great Subway sandwich place that tends to dominate the Midwest. I am literally exhausted from nothing but too many whiskey shots and uh, booze and beer. Yeah, you guys outlasted me on Friday, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. yep. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore, man. We we did I had a hell of a time. The cowman had an amazing performance on uh, this Friday. Marcus uh, checked him checked a little thing off his bucket list. He got to perform with the cowman as the world's greatest drummer. Nah. Uh, at the Knitting Factory. Yes. Right here in New York City, in Brooklyn, New York, where Hannibal Burris has a very successful comedy show as well. Mm-hmm. You guys dominated. And then following you was a fellow named Sasquatch and the Sick of Billies. Yeah. And he ate his own spit. <laughs> and uh, it was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. It's and I'm not, still. Actually. It was not. And yeah, I'm traumatized. Was... <laughs> I am traumatized. Uh, he ate his own snot twice. On, twice on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to walk out both times. After both <laughs> times that he did it, I had to walk out and just go watch basketball and be like, okay, that's what humans are supposed to act like when they're on the big stage. <laughs> they're not supposed to be eating their own snot. It's a great bed. Sasquatch and the Sickabillies. <laughs> Check them out. We're the ca- the cowmen were somewhat of a sister to them. Yes. No, it's a, it's a great band. Great music. Booger eating aside, very, very talented gentleman. Yes. I was speaking with, uh, I got a chance to... Uh, Meet um, roommate Mike's dad. Yeah, and uh, and he's a very successful guy. He works over at Ole Miss, and uh, and I love him very much. And I was excited to meet him. And I thought he was going to be like a huge fan, and he was going to be like Ben, you're the ge- you're the best person on earth. And the first <laughs> sentence out of his mouth, why you swear so much? <laughs> and I didn't realize that we swore that much. Marcus and I have been talking this, uh, especially Top Hat, and I think last podcast too. We try not to swear that much, and next thing you know, everyone's just saying. We're going curse crazy. Bunch of potty mouths. A bunch of potty mouths. <laughs> I don't like it. I, don't I make like a-, a conscious effort to not swear as much as I do in nor- as much as I do in normal conversation. In normal exactly. conversation, we have horribly filthy mouths. On these shows, mm-hmm. relatively clean. We're clean. I don't even curse as much as my father does when we're on the air. And his dad's from Texas. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it he means cur- something. He curses a lot. Politics and cursing. So we're we'll try not to swear. On this episode. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, let's see here. So I got a girl's phone number last night, and I texted her today, Marcus. Mm-hmm. And you know what I did? Too many exclamation points. Oh, yeah, man. I reread the text. I just seem like a happy chihuahua. <laughs> it's not good. That's what I was talking about in that on the last, last podcast episode when we talk about Edmund Kemper. We talked about the note that he left after he killed his own mother. Right. Right. 
Lot of things to do! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. But that means he's just excited to do them! <laughs> What's wrong with that? Too many exclamation points. She's never going to text me back. The whole world's over. <laughs> I think we're going to be totally fine. Uh, tea Party. Uh, they want Obama's birth certificate. He's not an American. <laughs> they born in Kenya. All this nonsense. Their darling, Mr. Ted Cruz. Uh, he is Canadian. He he renounced his Canadian citizenship in 2014. He was a dual citizen because his mother is American and his dad's Canadian. Ugh. I love the good Canadian father. And uh, and so he renounced it, and a lot of people are uh, making kind of a big whoop de doo of it at this point because, of course, the irony is the Tea Party, uh, the people that tend to support him the most, have been the ones most adamant that Obama is not an American, mm-hmm. and one of their, you know, one of their little trophy boys is actually uh, not American uh, either. Yeah, and or remember- either. I think Obama. No, Obama is American. He's Hawaiian. <laughs> yeah. So it's like America light. Yeah, even but he's John still McCain- American. John McCain was born in the Panama Canal. He was a military baby. His dad was all horned up. <laughs> horned up? All horned up after a good day of war. <laughs> Went back, met beautiful Mrs. McCain. Uh-huh. Made John. Yeah. Right outside of the country. <laughs> what is wrong with these people? I think it's sad. I would love to have a good, why can't you be a dual citizen and run for the presidency of the United States? I mean, obviously he could, but he thought it was a... You know, not in his political best interest to be half Canadian. I don't get it. But uh, when you're the leader, uh, when you're the president, you're the leader of the world. You should try to collect as many as you can. <laughs> you can really only have two. I'm a German citizen. Yeah. And, of course, a U.S. citizen. It's disconcerting nev- for some reason. I would never renounce it. <laughs> I'd renounce my American citizenship before. Uh, no, that's not true at all. But I would like to travel around Germany and check out the uh, uh, schnitzel. <laughs> The Bavarian pretzels. I'd love to go to Germany. No, Germany is a beautiful place. It's a beautiful country. You know what they have there? Mustard. <laughs> they have a lot of mustard. I, I'll never forget it. When I was in Germany as a That's child. That's what you remember most. And Coca-Cola. <laughs> Those are actually both things we have here, but uh, they're, they're different there. <laughs> Everything is a little bit different in Germany. I guess so. There's no doubt about that. Love, love their mustard. You can't eat it with a spoon or people are going to think you're weird. <laughs> But nonetheless, that doesn't matter. That's just one of those. That's one of those life hacks. Yeah, you know, <laughs> whatever. Ted Cruz is Canadian. Renounced it, and of course, there are some people wondering if he can, you know, legally run for the presidency. He can. Yeah, but he will not win. God, I hope not. I hope he's he crazy. Even, I, hope, I hope he doesn't even make it to the nomination. I don't know, man. We were talking before the show. I think that Mr. Mitt Romney is going to come out. He has a fight with Evander Holyfield coming out, which is not getting nearly enough press yeah. for how amazing this is. Mitt Romney is going to fight Evander Holyfield, which is going to be the greatest spectacle in sport since Screech fought Horseshack. <laughs> celebrity boxing. Before Screech's sex tape, celebrity boxing was going to be his big comeback. And he said, I better awkwardly have sex with somebody on camera. That's going to get me right back in the spotlight. Turns out his butt looks nothing like Kim Kardashian's, and nobody cared about his porno tape. Absolutely not. Mitt Romney is coming back. He's going to fight Evander. For Mitt's sake, I hope he, I mean, he has to lose. Yeah. I don't think he's going to have to take a fall for it. I think Evander's going to beat the hell out of him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's going to be heavily padded. Oh, is that right? Yeah, heavily padded. 
Oh, I mean, well, that's nonsense. <laughs> so he's going to be in there like Michelin, uh, like, like the Michelin Man. Yeah. Covered all up in rubber tires and whatnot, and Evander's just going to be normal Evander? Yeah, he's going to be like, Romney's going to be wearing like one of those sumo suits. Man. <laughs> that's, that's the saddest thing. This is nowhere thing. near as exciting as you think it's going to be. No, that's awful. That's like when they do the, uh, when the guy walked over the Grand Canyon, and he had a safety uh, rope on the whole time. Mm-hmm. What am I watching? <laughs> what am I? I'm just watching somebody cheat traffic. I'm just watching somebody, you know, get from A to B quicker than I possibly can because he got a safety net on. Yeah, he got a safety string. What's the point? <laughs> if you if there's not a risk of uh, of any sort of actual physical harm, I mean, it's not a risk. It's a, still a skill. Yeah, you're just walking. Yeah, it's straight. You're, you're walking, walking. You can cross get, a tightrope, and it's windy up there. It's good if you got to get out of a DUI. <laughs> Whatever. So I didn't realize he was going to be so padded. Yeah. I thought he was going to be all in the buff. Nah. UFC style. Nah. Well, hopefully Mitt Romney just pulls at Ted DiBiase. The million dollar man gives Evander a bunch of money, and then Evander takes the fall. Ooh. That would be great. That would be fun. That's how white people win at sports. <laughs> Pay him off. I'm excited. I would not be surprised. Mitt Romney has a lot of good press right now. People are loving him mm-hmm. for the first time in his political life. And I would not be surprised if when it's all said and done, four months from now, five months, six months from now, Mitt Romney throws himself into the race and ends up taking the nomination. Now, this I'm boxing, calling it. This boxing thing is very, very dangerous for Mitt Romney. What? It could be a possible Dukakis in the tank. Dukakis in the tank? Yeah, Dukakis in the tank. It could be a John Kerry windsurfing photo. John Kerry windsurfing. He was swift-boated. <laughs> Everybody knows it. Yeah, but it could be John Kerry windsurfing. could be Dukakis in the tank. There could be a very embarrassing picture. Mm-hmm. Like, say he gets punched in the face. Say he get, looks a little girly during the whole thing. He's going to look gets, super girly. He gets he, memed. He's going to get memed. He's got, okay. He already, he's been so memed. There's nothing worse that's going to happen for Mitt Romney. Of course, we have the 47% statement that he made because the bartender filmed him behind a glass on his iPhone, I believe, four probably at the time. And then, of course, his who let the dogs out moment Yeah, with the black kids and he was trying to connect. And really, that was just an innocent flub. He was trying to do, he was trying to get answers. <laughs> and he was asking the kids who let the dogs out. Nothing's going to be worse than that. They didn't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> That's why the song is still played every dang day. Dang, I said. <laughs> Which is somehow more offensive than any other swear oh, word. Darn it. Gosh, darn it. <laughs> it sounds like something a racist would say. I don't know why. Dang? Yeah, because people who are just like, I don't say F, I don't say the F word. I don't even say the S word. Or the N word? I love it. <laughs> why can't I say that? They rap about it. <laughs> why can't I do that? Mitt Romney is going to make a political comeback. He's going to be huge. He's going to win the nomination, and he's going to win the presidency. I'm saying it right here. I ain't able to stop it. I don't know, man. I mean, it's you know, it would be a really interesting race, Mitt Romney versus Al Gore. A lot of people are talking about Gore coming into the race at Al this point. Gore's not coming back. I don't know, man. Al Gore might be a good time. He's terrible. He is terrible. He is the worst. There's no greater, if you want to go back and watch a definitive moment in a campaign. Watch when Al Gore attempts to confront George W. Bush in the 2000 debate. A classic Al Gore move. This is what he had done in multiple debates before. This is how he got to be the Al Gore we all know and love, kind of. 
He stands by his. He goes up to his opponent and he just stands right by him and stares at him. And do you remember this? No, I don't. Bush looks at him, gives a little like nod, and then just goes back to talking. It made Al Gore look like such a toadstool. Yeah, and it was really a defining moment. Al Gore is not. Uh, he is not perceived as a strong individual. I don't. I don't, I don't see him doing it. Hey man, he's fucking gotten rid of Tipper in the last few years. He he's, got rid of Tipper. Yeah, man. Tipper Gore and Al are no longer together. Let me make sure, but I'm pretty sure Tipper and Al are dunsies. Oh my god. Yeah. The whole world's falling apart. Tipper mm. Gore and Al Gore. Well, they're not officially divorced right now. As far as we know, in 2014, they're not officially divorced. They're separated. Mm-hmm. It's said that they're dating. They're trying to rekindle the spark that they once had. Yeah. But this was about, uh, this was a, a year ago, almost a year ago, that this story came out. So mm-hmm. we don't really know what's going on with the Gore and the Just Tipper. play some NWA from 1991. That'll get Tipper going. <laughs> she was steamed. Super upset with hip-hop and rap in general. People, is all, people are always like, you know, Republicans are the ones who, uh, you know, want to have censorship of speech. That NWA situation in, in the early 90s, and we're going to talk about the Bill Clinton primary because we were just thinking about it today, too. It's kind of interesting, the people he ran against. But that parental guidance thing was the best thing that ever happened to rock music, to metal music, and to rap music. Because you did not buy an album unless it had the parental advisory on it. If you, if I saw an album with a parental advisory sticker on it, my first thought was, ooh, I wonder what that is. Gotta get it. Yeah, it was immediate curiosity. Yep. And I'm, I, I, I'll never forget, I was at uh, Walmart, 1990. One of my favorite places to be. <laughs> this is before Walmart really sold out. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. This is the 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 great days of Walmart. The water gun selection was much larger in 1990. Super Soaker. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. But what about like the Super Super Soaker? Yeah, the Super the Soaker. Double Ball. Yeah, the three thousand. The th- yeah, that's right. It was the Super Soaker three thousand, which was also my nickname when I was a child for another reason. <laughs> That's sad. And I don't want to talk about that memory anymore. <laughs> I've talked about it earlier on the many, many episodes ago. No, you haven't. Baseball. I was in the car. Oh, yeah, when you peed yourself I, on the way home and I then you nine. just didn't go back. I was nine years old. <laughs> we, we give me a little bit of... And they called you Super Soaker because of that? No. <laughs> but if they were, if I ever went back, they probably could have had an opportunity to. Once you pee yourself, you just never, never see them again. No. You cut all ties. Oh, yeah. That coach is probably still wondering what happened. Poor guy. Just a 30-year-old dude. He gets home and he realizes I pissed all over his van seat. Then mm. he had to clean it up. Yeah. You can't just let it sit there. <laughs> Ashley Marciniak. Uh, thank you so much, a uh, friend of mine from high school. She posted a picture of when I was morbidly obese on my Facebook page. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you delete it? No. Cool. So I can look at it right now? Everyone can. <laughs> I really wanted to delete it, uh-huh. but I have to own it. You and should. If, and if you are fat out there and you're thinking about losing weight, just look at me as your example and your role model and message me if you are having weight issues. I can help you lose all the pounds you want if you're willing to do a whole series of different alternative ways of weight loss. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not a that's not a good reaction when somebody looks at a picture of you as a child. Wow. I mean, it's just a, a complete and total transformation. It's very impressive. It's extremely impressive. Go to you my Facebook page, like my picture of me when I was morbidly obese. I'm on a tricycle. Or is it a tricycle or is it a car? Like. Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> anyway, this isn't about me. 
This is about Tipper and Al Gore being no longer in love. Marcus thinking he's going to throw himself in there. I don't. I think he's done. I think he's all. He's all over with. We have a. Uh, let's talk about that dude who was on Instagram. Shock. Oh mm. uh, yeah, Aaron Shock. Aaron Shock. For all those that don't know, he was a well, he was a congressman, mm-hmm. and he he went down the Wiener route, the Anthony Wiener route. Started posting a lot of pictures of himself on uh, on Instagram and during his travels and things. He was using the taxpayer dollars for all of the travels and whatnot, and that got him into a bit of trouble. But the man, there was no denying, buff, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful dude. He is a beautiful man, and I understand why he was taking all the selfies. If I had a body like that, I'd be going selfie crazy. Yeah, absolutely, man. And he had good taste, too. He uh, decorated his congressional office in the style of the popular show, Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey, yes. Downton Abbey is the worst show that's ever existed. (laughs) I couldn't get through the first episode. If you want to see what white people are at their most boring, watch that show. It is the worst. I don't understand the fascination with it. No, neither. I don't understand why anybody lives vicariously through it. The show is just a whole series of British people politely screwing each other over. Makes no sense. I don't like Downton Abbey. I don't either. And Downton, that's a dumb <laughs> word. I don't even know what Downton is. Downtown Abbey. That's the way it should be said. Downtown Abbey. <laughs> Where are we going? Downtown Abbey. <laughs> I would never name my daughter Abby, though. No. Well, Abby's actually not a bad name. Abigail, I like that name, actually. Yeah, it's a good name. So this guy had to resign because, you know, he screwed up. The FBI's investigating. The CIA is looking into his, uh, not, not CIA, the FBI. Yeah, the, yeah, the FBI's looking into it. It said that he used uh, travel campaign money to buy himself a car. Ooh. Said that he used it to travel all around and uh, using uh, donor dollars just to go on private vacations. All a lot of, a lot of no-nos. Right, right, right. But you want your politician to be happy. <laughs> That's what he was thinking the whole time. Well, my constituency doesn't want me driving around in an old Cadillac. By the, what was the kind of car? I guarantee, I'm going to assume, just given the man's physical beauty, mm-hmm. his political leanings, I'm going to say something in SUV type form. A real gas guzzler, which is another nickname I had in high school. Uh, gas guzzler? Gas guzzler. Yeah. We won't get into that either. Let's just say it involved a lot of burritos. <laughs> uh, it doesn't say exactly what kind of car that he okay. got. Just personal car. But he did He did actually buy uh, concert tickets. He treated some of his aides to Katy Perry tickets last year. Really? Mm-hmm. He took it, or his interns. He took his interns to a sold-out Katy Perry concert. One former intern posted on his Instagram account with a picture of Perry. You can't say no when your boss invites you. Danced my butt off. I'm sure she did. I'm a. She was a firework. <laughs> God damn. Or well, excuse that doesn't me. matter. We made it though. How long was it? We made a uh, 19 minutes and 25 seconds. That's great. I think that's pretty sweet. I mean, honestly, we haven't even said anything that matters yet. <laughs> it's perfect. Now we got a swear word in there. We're all good. Yeah, they uh, said, one of the weaker ones. You know? Yeah, one of the weaker ones. Yeah, the uh, the tickets cost one thousand nine hundred twenty eight dollars. Wow. Yeah. For a Katy Perry concert. That's good. That, that, now, that's a steal at any price. <laughs> I'd like to go see that shark she performed with at the Super Bowl halftime show. That was great. That shark went crazy. Boy, man, that was really People, such a sensation for like two days there. They lo- that, And that's internet. That's like a lifetime. Yeah. On the internet. Two full days. By the way, I've been reading some of your internet comments. Some mean, but a lot very nice. Thank yeah. you. Mostly, mostly extremely nice. 
But the mean one was really not even that mean. He said, I love everything that you do, but I think you were too drunk on this episode or something. <laughs> something like that. And I was like, you're ridiculous. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I called the guy ridiculous in my head. <laughs> you were absolutely ludicrous. In no, your I, head. Yeah. I mean, what am I going to do? Message him? <laughs> You know, you're, you're, you know, I just, if I ever read, if you ever tweet at me something negative, I just say, you're ridiculous. Yeah. You're just, what, what is wrong? You're ludicrous. <laughs> ludicrous. Um, all right. Let's see. What else is happening, Marcus? Uh, what else is happening out there? We all got right, BB so Netanyahu. Yeah. He has been reelected. He got reelected. We had Adam Edelman, <sighs> the uh, politics writer for the Daily News on, on the last episode. We talked at, uh, at length about the Israeli elections. He was fighting. Uh, I think fighting is the fine word. He was campaigning against. He was going against his political opponent, uh, Isaac Herzog. And Isaac did not end up doing very well at all because Bibi pulled out the racism card. Yes, he did. And it worked wonders. <sighs> he is the, uh, he is the um, George Wallace of Israel. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, he just straight yeah. up, he was just worried he was worried as the polls were, ha- you know, as the as the votes were coming in, and you know, as the uh, as the numbers were coming in, that maybe he doesn't have quite as much of a lead as he had hoped. He just straight up said he's going to murder all Muslims, and then people were just like, "Well, now I'm now I know who I'm voting for." <laughs> yeah, really, want- this selection this really doesn't reflect well on the Israeli people. Well, they are hate-filled. Um, they <laughs> not are all, by not de- all. No, I, no. I know it's a very good, uh, very, very good-natured Israelis that don't subscribe to uh, Bibi Netanyahu's racist beliefs. But right. the fact that he was elected does not reflect well, and elected in such a large, uh, but elected by such a well, large only because he pulled out the "I want to murder all the Muslims" card. Well, then they went along with it. They, they loved it. They loved it. Yeah. They went crazy. They, yeah. He finally said the thing that I wanted him to say. He finally did it. He went there. He yeah. got true. He got real. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, I mean, obviously, when he said uh, what what I mean when when you know when he hates all the Muslims, he wants to he wants nothing to do with this two state solution, right? Yeah. He's like it's a one state, whatever this thing is. But now, of course, he's backtracked quite a bit. I think he did say that he wanted to annihilate Palestine. Yeah, something like that. It was it was in there. But of course, I mean, they've been slowly doing that. They just do that like every four years. Yeah, <laughs> you know, every now and again, they're Teflon too. I mean, nobody even cares. The last conflict they had, what was that, 16 months ago? Maybe a little bit earlier than that. When they blew up blew up a school. Yeah. Blew up a U.N. school. Nothing. Nobody cared. You know? You got a little bit of press, but not nearly as much. No. As if uh, Assad would have done it in Syria or if the Iranians would do anything wrong. But that was absolutely insane. Yeah. So, anyway, BB's still there. Whatever. <laughs> Obama's not happy with it. No. Obama made a phone call. Um, and uh, he did not not exactly congratulate him uh, wholeheartedly. No, that's for sure. I feel bad for Obama when it comes to that because now you just got to hang out with this. I mean, nothing's going to happen. They're going to hate each other forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what am I going to do? Not so many exclamation marks <laughs> in the text message. Too many exclamation marks. You know, I don't put an exclamation mark in a text to a girl until like six months in. I want to let them know. No, man, you got to play it cool. That is cool. Exclamation points are cool. Hey, Amanda. <laughs> Had a great time last night. Cool. <laughs> then she knows. Yeah, she knows, but you got to slide it in there. 
Hey, come on. You don't even call, you don't even use her name. It's like, hey, real nice talking to you last night. What are you up to this? It week? wasn't really nice talking to her. I met her outside the bathroom. I said, do you want to go see It Follows? She said, yeah. <laughs> so I sent her a text message that I guess read, hey, Amanda, you want to go see this movie? No, I said, you want to go see It Follows, period. Oh, that's that. there should be a question mark after that. <sighs> <laughs> Whole thing's falling apart. This is not going to be the most politically informative show. That's fine. Not on this episode, everybody. We'll talk about that later on. Well, um, we could talk a little bit about the history of... Uh, we got the primaries coming up. We talked a lot on the last episode mm-hmm. about the uh, upcoming Democrat uh, primaries. And with Ted Cruz throwing his hat into the race tomorrow... Now, I, how, do you know he's, how do you know he's announcing tomorrow? He has yeah. announced that he is announcing. He's announced that he's announcing? He has announced that he is announcing, yes. So he's announced. He is. <laughs> What's the difference... You you have you get one shot to announce. He's announced that he's announcing. He's going to announce tomorrow that he's announcing. He's already announced. Yeah, but that's so <laughs> stupid. He hasn't announced in a press conference. He's announcing right. that he will be announcing so that people can cover his right. announcement. Whatever. He's yeah. announced. Yeah, yeah. He's confer- his plans are confirmed Sunday by two senior advisors with direct knowledge of his plans. Right. But they have requested M- anonymity until the official announcement has been made. So there was a small leak by uh-huh. two of his- uh, On purpose. On purpose. A small leak on purpose. And then tomorrow, Ted Cruz will officially announce, making him the uh, first Republican- uh, to the first legitimate candidate to officially enter the Republican primary field. Oh, I'm so excited. It has begun. It has uh, begun. It will be very exciting. Marcus and I were talking before the show. If Hillary doesn't win the nomination, Marcus said she would be a cliff note in history. And I was like, no, Hillary, she'll be remembered forever. But I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, if you don't win, you, you uh, nobody remembers you. And you are close to being the most powerful person in the world. And uh, you are just as close to being literally a nobody. In 1991, when Bill Clinton was running... Uh, Marcus found this out. Apparently, after the uh, original invasion in the Gulf War with uh, Bush one, the first Bush uh, that did the Gulf War much better than his son. Get in, uh, get out. Get in, get out. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, his approval rating was in the 80s. Which 89%. Is, which is amazing. So there were some Democrats, some Republicans, rather, that were thinking about running. Um, obviously, they did not. They chose to uh, to give him the nomination. And there were some Democrats that were debating, you know, running, and they didn't think it was possible yeah, to they, beat him at all. They thought that it would have been a huge waste of time and money to run against George, uh, the first George Bush. George H. Dubs. George H. He's Dubs. Still, he's still flying, jumping out of planes, and he's in his early 90s. And he looks really awkward when he does it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. Mario Cuomo, he was going to run. Yeah. Would have been a good time for him, but he decided not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Al Gore was going to run for president at that time, mm-hmm. but his son was hit by a car. Hmm. Was the car driven by Hillary Clinton? <laughs> Think about that. Political power couple. <laughs> Hillary, Hillary, go, go, go hit Al Gore's son with the car, please. <laughs> yeah, so Bill Clinton, relatively unknown at the time. The reason why we're bringing this up is because Ted Cruz is uh, the lowest, his uh, kind of, I guess, year before uh, visibility ratings. Mm-hmm. It's the first time someone's entered the race with uh, visibility re- ratings as low as uh, Bill Clinton's. Okay. Yeah, so pretty much saying like nobody knew who Bill Clinton was. Nobody knows who Ted Cruz is. Right. Other than people like us. 
right. that, that follow this shit. Uh, but yeah, that's that, the second curse word, by the way. I'm very sensitive to it. Now. I know, I know. I, mm. I, it went right past. Totally me. fine. I, I think it sounded great. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm disagreeing with my whole no swearing policy. You think so? Oh, totally. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I'll try to keep it under control. But you know, sometimes I just go off. You go crazy. <laughs> I, that's what they say about Marcus. <laughs> He's not reliable and steady constantly. He'll go nuts. <laughs> He'll go totally crazy and insane. So Bill Clinton, he comes in. Jerry Brown and Paul Songus were the other two people running. I haven't heard Paul Songus's name in forever. You know what? So, and I feel like I used to hear Paul Songus's name all the time, but yeah. I can't remember for what. I don't know either. But as soon as you said that name, I had just a violent memory of childhood. Well, everyone <laughs> was going Songus crazy. Yeah, Songus, Paul's, Songus, Songus. I think he was very liberal. I think he was a liberal icon. Um, but I'm not exactly sure. Because I think my parents didn't like him, which means he was probably reasonable. Yeah, he was a former Peace Corps volunteer. Oh, get rid of him. Yeah, there Peace you go. Corps. That's why your parents didn't like him. Yes, they prefer the, the they prefer the violent core, yeah. uh, which and, is not true at all. And Song is actually like he almost passed over Clinton because the marital infidelity uh, claims came out. Right, Clinton sailed right past him, but mm-hmm. it was also the uh, draft dodging. We don't really talk about that much either. That's right. Clinton was a draft dodge, kind of a draft dodger. He kind was of, sort of. Well, didn't he do? Did he actually burn the card? He did all that because him and Hillary they were they were. If you look at those old photos from the seventies. I'm going to say it. No one talks about it, but Hillary was actually attractive as a uh, younger gal. Yes, she was. Bill was not messing around and, uh, you know, relatively uh, attractive himself. Mm-hmm. But, yes, yeah, so he ran against Paul Songus. Who was the other guy? Jerry Brown. Jerry Brown, who is now, again, the governor of, of California. Yeah, he was the governor of California before that and right. is now the governor of California again. Isn't that crazy? So, uh, I mean, the idea of living in a world without Bill Clinton uh, it's just so insane at mm-hmm. this point, and it's bizarre to think, you know, this just kind of small, small-time governor of Arkansas. Nobody cared about him. Nobody knew. H.W. is in the eighty uh, percent approval rating, and then that's uh, that unbelievable shift. That's why, you know, we all agree. Okay, the it is the illusion of choice. These there are the 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 great difference between most candidates. It's not. It's it's it, these are relatively micro things. Yeah. You know, because everyone agrees with the process. Everyone agrees. I mean, it's an oligarchy, not a democracy, but that just is what it is. But everyone sort of agrees with the uh, with the rules, and that's why campaigns man- uh, matter. You know, Bill Clinton just was able to get out there and make everybody fall so much more in love with him than H.W. Because H.W. didn't do anything wrong. I mean, the economy was starting to sort of fail, and of course his taxes. No new taxes. Which, you know... It's a fun thing to say, but obviously, if you're if you're the president, at some point you're going to raise taxes on something, and that's going to come back to really. You can't just say you know it's it was too definitive, and he boxed himself in. Yeah, it was the economy that they. That's right. what they uh, mostly subscribe to. Uh, Clinton, you know, coming out over right. H.W. Bush's the economy was uh, going kind of into the shitter, and how Clinton, when he came out of office, uh, had a government had a surplus. We had a surplus in fin. In and he had an approval rating that was above fifty percent, which is pretty insane for a two-term president to have. Yeah. I mean, people loved him. And, and again, like we were talking about on the last episode with Adam Edelman, um, 
he's a relatively conservative president in a lot of ways, Bill Clinton. And H.W. was considered sort of a liberal for the conservative. That's why he never, he sort of fell into the, sort of what happened with Mitt Romney. You know, people were just like, he wasn't, he wasn't, he's not a strong, he wasn't perceived as a strong conservative. What Jeb's struggling with right now because he's, you know, rational about immigration because he's from Florida, which is a major immigration state, and he actually had to deal with it on a regular basis. So I think that his immigration policy isn't totally insane. I think it's like total. It's it's completely reasonable, uh, but he's taking a lot of heat because mm-hmm. he doesn't have the strong line. And H. W. had that also, so he didn't have that galvanized support. No one really loved him. Bill just made people love him, and that's what gets you votes at the end of the day. And there was also a bit of a spoiler. Let's not forget Ross Perot. Ross Perot is the greatest presidential candidate in the history <laughs> of presidents. My my bus teach my bus driver, not bus teacher. This elderly woman. She was a great. She was great. As soon as Ross Perot announced, she was crazy for him. She she would actually give us uh, stickers and buttons for Ross Perot. My parents freaked out. That's illegal. Hey, man. Actually, I don't think that's illegal. I can't vote. Seems like it should be. I was 11. <laughs> and I was like, who's Ross Perot? <laughs> you know, he was he was phenomenal. Yes, he was. I don't know if he necessarily swung the election for Clinton. There's a lot of debate. Well, he got 19% of the popular vote. And he stopped his campaign midway through because he just wanted to. And he's like, I'm not come back. I come back. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just back in it. <laughs> I mean, Ross Perot's biggest mistake was his vice presidential choice. Gridlock. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you want to go back and watch some of the most hilarious political comedy, uh, uh, watch Ross Perot. What was his general something? Oh, man. His Ross Perot's hig. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a, he was a former general. No uh, ability as a politician. Never met a politician before. And his vice presidential debate, this was with Al Gore and, of course, um, uh, the man who doesn't know how to spell potato. Uh, Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle. Everybody's favorite quail. And this general, what's his name? James Stockdale. James Stockdale <laughs> gives a performance like you have never seen. YouTube, I'm sure it's on YouTube. It has His to glasses be. are falling off the whole time. <laughs> the man is struggling with his words. He had probably early onset Alzheimer's. Yeah. You know, he had some bizarre medical condition. I mean, you think, you know, Christine O'Donnell was bad when she had to come out and announce she wasn't a witch. This guy... <laughs> This guy just, I mean, he couldn't have given a worse performance. And he sort of palened the ticket. He really did. Not that Ross Perot was going to win anyway, but I mean, hell, the guy had plenty of cash. One of my favorite uh, Saturday Night Live sketches from that time is Ross Perot. You know, Dana Carvey did a perfect Ross Perot. The best. uh, And Phil Hartman played Stockdale. (laughs) uh, And he just, Ross Perot took him out into the woods and... uh, just let him out of the car and then drove off. Because <laughs> his big thing was gridlock. He just kept saying gridlock over and over again. I don't know gridlock! I, I'm not sure what was... I don't know what was on his notes. I don't know what... The, the man did not plan uh, very well for that debate at all. I think it was the only one they did. And it was. it is shockingly hilarious. You have to watch it. Al Gore and... Uh, Al, and uh, Al and Dan were just like take it like they were literally sort of became friends at the end of the debate where they were just like but this guy is hilarious right they just both agreed that they were in the middle of a comedy of errors that uh you know rick perry looks like a debating genius compared to uh to the, to the general gridlock <laughs> genius uh let's see here i think that's pretty much it that's pretty much it. you that's know what we got for today that's good uh you know we love you guys very much thank you so much for listening and supporting all the shows here on ccr make sure you check marcus out 
on uh, on all of his programs and on Twitter at Marcus Parks, and I am on Twitter at Ben Kissel. Um, I think that that's it. I think we Is can go it? ahead. I think we can go ahead and gay, go gay. Okay. <laughs> so two swear words. So so Mr. Reps, we attempted to bring down the cursing, and we also brought down. Um, any actual news. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but go back. I'm telling you, watch that vice presidential debate. You're going to love it. 